Hi, hello, test, test, can you hear me? Totally kidding, guys. I know you can hear me because I see the little sound waves popping up on my computer. So I know the mic is working. I'm here for episode 30 of the Yours Truly podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Whether you're new here, whether you've been around since episode one, I am grateful that you are listening to me on whatever device you're streaming me on today. So on episode 30, I have a wonderful and awesome guest who is here to share a message about the power of visualization when it comes to your goals, aka the power of of making it real in your head and getting straight on what that means for you so that you can manifest the actions needed to get to that place, whatever your goal may be. But before we get there, I got to tell you two things that have me feeling really great. The first thing is I just had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, which if you've been hanging out with me here on this podcast for any time at all, you know that that is nothing out of the ordinary. That's pretty much something that happens every single day. But I'm also feeling amazing because the weather here, yeah, I'm going to talk about the weather. You're like, Claire, you're really going to intro this podcast with the weather. Yeah, I'm going to talk about the weather because it is February 5th, the day before this podcast comes out, and it is like 70 degrees outside in Virginia, which is like unheard of. So my mood is like level 11.5 through the roof. So... Anyways, feeling great because of those two things, but before we get into introducing today's guest and the bulk or the meat of this message, I guess that was kind of weird of me to say, but the bulk of this message, I want to highlight something that has been happening in my private Facebook community. It's called the Yours Truly Goal Slayer. So I have all of my clients who work with me one-on-one do a really awesome thing after we get off of a coaching call. They post their takeaway so that they can become the expert in what we talked about and they can provide value to the rest of the community who can learn what we talk about and one-on-one coaching and why these things are so important. So I want to highlight this post because what this client has to say really ties in nicely to what today's guest and I are talking about. So he says, Hi everyone, I had my weekly call with Claire earlier this evening and she taught me a really cool visualization exercise. I'm attempting to overcome my restrictive past by not keeping track of what I eat and getting rid of my food scale, but I'm constantly playing fast forward and rewind, which keeps bringing me down. So Claire suggested that I visualize what my life would be like without the scale and the numbers. The answers sound really simple freedom from food, more mental space, etc. But when I started to dive deeper into what those answers meant, things like more traveling, being able to be present with others, growing deeper in my faith, finally eating my favorite foods, enjoying cake on my birthday, alleviating symptoms of my GI disorder, etc., etc., I found the motivation to continue on my restorative and healing journey. It was the deeper answers to those surface level it was the deeper answers to those surface level questions where I saw the life that I was meant to live. So if you're struggling with overcoming something, try visualizing what your life would be like without that thing. Then dive deeper into that mental image because that is where the true magic lies. Oh, and also if you have a food scale, try throwing it away. I had a bit of catharsis with mine after talking to Claire, and it was the best thing I've done for myself in a long time. It felt great, and I actually cried tears of joy. And yes, food scales were harmed in the process. So I absolutely love that reflection from that client, and I have to tell you, when he says that food scales were harmed in the process, he's not lying. One of our action items was actually when he was going to get rid of this food scale because it was bringing him no value. And one of our goals was to move past this, was to do it in a really creative way. And I received some really fun interesting and hilarious videos on the process of disposing of this food scale. So I always joke, you know, when I need 
a little bit of lightheartedness in my day when I need something to make me feel good, I have those videos saved so I can go back and watch and see someone ridding their life of something that was just no longer being of any help to them in a really funny way. So Anyways, what he was talking about with visualization is what today's guest and I are getting into. And it really is so important when you have a goal, whether that's improving your relationship with food, improving your relationship with movement, having better relationships with other people, whatever your goal may be, it's important to see it in your head and figure out why you're trying to get there and what your life would be like if you were to get to that place, right? It makes things much more real and it makes the ups and the downs, the journey 200 times more worth it. But before I get to introing today's guest, I'll tell you that private Facebook community that I just mentioned, yes, you are invited. In case you were wondering, this is a private Facebook community that I run of like-minded people who are interested in intuitive eating, moving past their food fears, improving their relationship with food and exercise, and improving their relationship with themselves. Why this is cool is because we are surrounded in this community by other people who are trying to do the same thing, who are really supportive in giving ideas, tips, and tricks, and what has helped them along their journey. So this group is totally free to join. There's daily posts, videos, live trainings. Um, what else is in there? Exclusive guest interviews. There are so many nuggets of knowledge and value in here. I would love to have you join us. In order to join, if you're interested, you just got to do two things. First of all, you got to find me on Facebook. My name is Claire Tuning. I don't go under any pseudo names to keep my identity secret. It's just Claire Tuning. Send me a friend request. Send me a message telling me you heard this on a podcast and you want to join the community. Then step two, I will send you the application needed to join. So this group is free, but it is by application only simply because I want to make sure I am letting in people who are going to be engaging, supportive, and really uplifting in this community. So if you're interested in joining, please let me know, find me on Facebook. And that is that. So speaking of today's guest, her name is Joanna Konechny. I'm also very sorry if you can hear my window open. There's like trucks going by and I'm realizing right now that it was probably a bad idea to keep my window open while I was recording a podcast, but I was just smitten by the weather, guys. Anyways, my my guest on today's podcast, I call her Joe. Her name is Joe Konechny and I am so happy that I finally learned how to say her last name. She is a fellow registered dietitian and business owner like myself. We were connected a while ago now. It's been at least six or seven months through our mutual friend, coach, and mentor, Tony Steffen, who runs the I Believe Mentorship. Joe and I had the pleasure of connecting now two or three times in person. I actually saw her about a week and a half ago in New York City at our last weekend retreat, but she is an awesome, uplifting individual. Literally, Joe cannot walk in the room without everyone smiling and everyone feeling good about themselves. I feel like I have an even deeper sense of connection and gratitude towards Joe because she made sure that I did not get lost in New York City when I was trying to navigate my way back to Penn Station to hop the Long Island Railroad back to JFK. If you're from New York or if you've tried to navigate New York, you know that that is a lot of moving and shaking. And she made sure that I did not get lost on my way to do that. So I am so, so grateful that she spent some time with me here on the podcast to share a little bit of her knowledge and insight on why visualization with goals is so important and how she helps her clients, her friends, her family to get to that place where they can do this most effectively. So I really hope you enjoy the episode. Please do not hesitate to leave a rating and review at the end of this episode if you're like what if you're liking what you're hearing and let Joe and I know what you think about it. But until next time, here we go. 
Welcome to another episode of the Yours Julie podcast. I'm your host, Claire Tuning, a peanut butter and jelly enthusiast turned registered dietitian, yoga teacher, nutrition coach, and entrepreneur. I believe that happiness and health comes from the ability to truly nourish your body, mind, and spirit through food, movement, and relationships. That's what this podcast is all about. Together, we'll learn to eat gently, move freely, and love fiercely, and probably make a lot of puns along the way. So join me and my stellar squad of guests to learn the tools that you need to break free from a world of diet culture and negativity to fully, gently, and mindfully step into your own source of power. Yours, Julie, Claire. Here we go. Hey, Joe. Good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning. How are you? Thanks so much for having me on. You are so welcome. I'm happy, happy to have you here. Before um, Joe and I hit record, we were actually, we were talking about we're going to meet. We've met once in person. Yeah. Yeah. So we met um, when we first connected at Fancy 2018 down in Washington, DC. Fancy 2018, which is like in more of my stomping grounds, like the Virginia area, right? But this weekend, we're connecting in person in New York City, which is more of her territory. And I was telling her, I was like, just going to let you know, big cities aren't my thing, like (laughs) a little bit apprehensive, but we're going to get through it. So super excited to see you this weekend. Hopefully we won't have any like crazy apocalyptic weather events. (laughs) (laughs) I am so happy that you're coming up north. I can't wait to see you. And yes, hopefully I'm looking at the forecast Uh, It looks like our snow is going to hold out for this weekend, so I'm crossing my fingers. Okay, perfect, perfect. So even though you as a meteorologist, sounds really great. It's like, I feel like the the number one thing that everyone talks about, it's like, we know that that's like weird, awkward, small talk. It's like the weather, but like conversation always steers there. But anyways, you're not just here to talk about the weather. Um, You're here because you have obviously an interesting backstory. You're a dietitian like myself, a business owner, and we're going to steer the conversation towards you know, something more specific later here, but I kind of want to just get a feel for if anyone is listening and they're like, okay, I should have asked you this before we even started talking. And this is the question you get all the time, but connect me. That's your last name. So yes, I said it right. It's going to listen to your podcast, but they're like, okay, who is Joe? connect me, right? Like who is she? What does she do? And how did she get to this place where she is now? So give us whatever version, whether it's the long version, the spark notes version of how you ended up where you are today. Absolutely. So I am a registered dietitian. I've been a dietitian for about two and a half years now. So I am a full-time retail dietitian and a part-time business owner. Um, And I, to kind of give you a background of where I really started in this whole field. So when I was in high school, I attended a high school that was geared towards science, that was geared toward health. And in this um, specialty high school, I had to choose classes that was almost kind of similar to in college when we choose a major. And some of the classes that I chose were about metabolism and about anatomy and about nutrition And this is really where I absolutely fell in love with the world of nutrition, and I wanted to learn so much more about it. And I know um, you might be a little bit familiar with my background of when I was younger, I got bullied because of my weight, and this kind of always stuck with me, and I was so fascinated about how food and how our metabolism can completely change the human body. And from then, I attended Rutgers University in New Jersey, 
and I majored in dietetics. And then I went on to my dietetic internship also at Rutgers and uh, then went on to pass the registration examination to become an RD. And that is how I got here. So I would say about, it's almost about a year ago, which is so exciting. It's so funny, Claire. I was going through all of my mail the other day and I just got a letter that says my annual dues were, um, were coming up for the one year of filing my LLC. Wow. It was so, it was so crazy to see that I filed it um, February, 2018, and we're rolling around and February is just next week. So about a year ago, I decided to jump in uh, headfirst into the world of entrepreneurship because starting my own business was something that was always in the back of my mind. Um, ever since I was in high school, when I was in those classes for nutrition, I knew I wanted to one day start something that would grow and that where I can help and impact a lot of people. And I'm starting small. It is my side hustle, even though I always tell everyone it feels like I have two full-time jobs. Yeah. Um, it's great because I, in my full-time job, I can help people throughout the day and then nights, weekends, days off. Um, I can help my personal clients. And it really, really is so rewarding to be able to make that much impact. Yeah. Well, first of all, congratulations on almost a year of Joe's Foods That Fit. <laughs> Thanks. I'm so excited. So my business officially launched, um, I believe it was the last week of April, the first week of May. But I remember in in, in February, rather, I, I said, you know what? I'm filing the LLC. I'm getting the paperwork in. And it's funny, when I filed in New Jersey, I was I was like, probably going to take six to eight weeks. I like booked a cruise. I was like, maybe I'll be a business owner by the time I got back. And it was like three or four days later, I got all of my documents um, and my certificates in the mail that says I was a business owner. And it happened within a week. And I'm just, it's, I'm mind blown that fast forward a year later, the time really has flown by. Yeah. Yeah. I remember for me, I'm a little bit behind you when I did it. Mine was in June of 2018, but I always remember, and you'll probably relate to this. It's like, you think it's going to be like this big moment when like the heavens are going to open up and the angels and like the cherub babies are going <laughs> to sing down and they're going to be like, like you own a business, like go you. And like, it is cool. Right. But then like a year later, like six, seven months looking back on it for me, or like, I knew nothing. <laughs> And like, still, like I know a year from today, we'll probably both be sitting in obviously a different position now. And we'll say that about ourselves today. Like we knew nothing, but it really is like, just because you have the papers and just because you, you know, have that moment, like you really haven't started learning what you know now and what you know to be true now about not only being a dietitian, but a business owner and everything that's gotten you there. You didn't start learning that until after that moment that you thought was going to be so climactic, right? Absolutely. And it's so funny that you bring that up because for anyone who's listening, who is either a dietitian or maybe a dietetic intern or someone in the healthcare profession, a lot of the times, or actually most of the times we can say, we are not taught in college anything about business, business administration, anything about um, entrepreneurship. 
it is a lonely road and it is a lot of self-teaching. And you're absolutely right. When I opened up that piece of mail and I got my certificate that was all printed that says my business was up and running and registered in the state of New Jersey. Um, the first thing that I thought of was, well, that's great. What do I do now? And just <laughs> yeah. trying to like figure it out was actually a hot mess. Um, and you're definitely right. Looking back to like a year ago, I was like, hmm, interesting. Well, I knew nothing. And just trying to learn as much as, as you and I could um, over the rest of 2018. And you're right. Looking back a year from today in 2020, we're going to be saying the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's so funny that you bring up like, you do this thing and you're really excited and then you're like, okay, now what? I'm so alone and no one's telling me what to do because I think anyone who's been through any sort of structured program, whether if it's a school program, whether it's just like going to a class at a gym, like you have someone walking you through the steps and for more or less like telling you exactly what to do. Right. But then all of a sudden you have the power to sign up for this thing alone and be like, okay, I'm owning this business. I'm doing this thing. But then you have that moment, like after the excitement passes for me, it was at least I like, I remember it vividly. I was sitting at my kitchen table and like a song was playing and I don't remember the song. So I guess I don't remember it that vividly, but like I looked over like towards the boom box and I was like, what do I do now? (laughs) Like I'm all alone. It was that kind of moment of like freak out. But then thankfully I was able to come into contact with our mutual connection, our coach and our mentor. And like, you realize you don't have to be alone in this journey. And like, whether you're a business owner, whether you're in, you know, wanting to just find camaraderie in your health journey or your nutrition journey, like you can go at it alone, but you don't have to, because there is a community out there. You just kind of have to put yourself in the right place to find that community. And I know you did the same as I did. So we're both here on the other side, living to tell the tale, at least for today. (laughs) Absolutely. And this definitely translates to anyone that just like you said, is on a health and wellness journey. If there's someone that wants to improve the way they look, improve the way they feel, finding a community and finding a mentor that is going to guide you down the path that doesn't have to be so lonely and it's very parallel business and, um, and health and wellness and finding that community. And just like Claire said, both of us um, invested in the same mentor and the same mentorship community um, to grow and not have to do it alone. Because I feel like even health and wellness, that's a scary, scary process. And it's a vulner- vulnerable time and no one should have to do it alone. Yeah, I agree completely. And I think the thing that's been coolest for me to see. And I know you would probably say the same because you have a podcast as well, which we'll reference here at the end. But um, I think a lot of the times when we hear people talk about having a team, having a community like that can be, for me, it was at least like a really scary thought of like, I have to go out and like invest all of this money. And like, of course, like that is one way to go. And if you want like that one-on-one attention, that will have to be something that you do at a point if that's, you know, something that you desire. But also knowing that things like podcasts or books or things like that can at least give you some of the mental tools and start to inform how you think about certain topics to put you in a better place of uh, who do I want to seek out? What kind of goals do I want to set? What kind of community do I want to have? Like, are those tools going to give you the exact steps for you? Not necessarily, but will they help you start to find what it is that it's important to you or where you want to go? Totally. Like, I don't know about you, but like in the last 
six months, I remember I had a roommate when I was doing my dietetic internship in Columbus, Ohio, and she loved podcasts. And I was like, Allie, like what the heck is a podcast? I'm like, why are you always listening to these things? And she was like, Claire, just try it. It's literally the best source of free information. And now look at me, like I go on my podcast app and it's like a million episodes are new just because it's literally such a great tool. So while we're talking about it, what's the name of your podcast so people can find it? So my podcast is called the Nutrition and Ambition Podcast on iTunes if anyone wants to go search it. And in this podcast, I talk about business, I talk about nutrition, and I talk about mindset. And Claire is going to be one of my guests. So after you finish listening to this, um, if someone wants to hop over to mine, um, I will be interviewing Claire um, in a couple weeks. Um, yeah. In a couple weeks, it'll be launching. So keep an eye out or, yeah, or a year out, you could say. Keep an ear out. Yeah. It's funny when we start talking about things that are recorded, you really have to shift your language. Like I'm not watching for it. I'm listening for it. Right. (laughs) Um, And fun fact, we're actually going back to back here. So I'm interviewing Joe now and then I'm going to be being interviewed by her here in another hour or so, but kind of shifting the conversation here, we're talking about finding out what is important to you, finding out where you want to go. Obviously something that we talk a lot about as coaches, as dietitians, as people in this space is setting goals, like having your ambition, right? Like you just said. And one of the things that we've talked about before, and I know you've talked about on social media, and which actually one of the main reasons why we reached out to you to be a guest is because you talk about something really beautifully that has been coming up in my life a lot um, in just conversations and podcasts. Would you look at it? Here it comes again. But it's this idea of the power of visualization in getting to where you want to go. So I know this word kind of gets thrown around a lot. Um, so if anyone's listening, they're like, well, I've heard of the power of visualization or you know, manifesting my goal, but what does that actually mean to whoever's listening right now? Yeah, so I am definitely a big believer of visualization and this goes really far beyond just closing your eyes and daydreaming. And the first time where I really notably can remember having um, a visualization of one of my goals that I wanted to achieve was when I wanted to start my business. And I definitely told this story on one of my earlier podcast episodes, but I'll tell it again. It is the, it is the moment I was in high school And it was when I signed up for a nutrition class and I knew at that point in time that I was going to Rutgers and majoring in nutrition and dietetics. And at that point, I remember going on my laptop and I would create business cards. I had no business. I had no business (laughs) experience. I was probably, I don't even know if I was 18 yet. Um, I may have been 18, but, um, or maybe I was like 17. Like I was like nowhere close or near to when I was ready to start a business. But what I would do is I would open my laptop and I would go on Vistaprint and I would design fake business cards for my non-existent business. And I remember what I would do is I would try out all of these names and I would, and it's funny because what I would write on the business card is my first name and the last name of my boyfriend at the time. And obviously he's not my fiance. Um, and I remember- Wait, he I is or talking. isn't? Is or he isn't? Is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that worked out. Okay. <laughs> so I remember I was like, okay, well, I'll probably, like, I'm most likely going to be marrying him. So I remember I would put my name and 
what my new last name would be. And I would put them on these business cards with the name, with all these different names of these potential businesses. And then I remember that when I was reading on business, they said you needed like a mission statement and you needed um, a business plan. So I would open the little notepad on my laptop and my laptop was definitely like a dinosaur. I remember it was so heavy. Like now I have like a MacBook Air and I don't even remember what laptop I had back then, but it was definitely like a dinosaur, big, heavy one. And it had like the little notepad section. And I remember I would write like a business statement or I would write like a mission statement, business plan um, of what I wanted my business to entail. So not only was these thoughts and these images staying in my head, but I was actually putting them out into the universe. I was actually visualizing what it was like. So fast forward, maybe six years later, when I actually had the potential to be ready to create it, I had already done it in my mind. So I had already gone through the process in my mind of having the business, creating business cards, creating a mission statement, creating a business plan. I had already gone through it. Um, so six years later, it didn't sound as scary. I remember um, diving back into my memory, diving back into my brain and saying, okay, so what did I do then? How can I use all of those thoughts that I previously had and actually put them into action this time? And they seemed less scary. So with my clients and with anyone that is trying to achieve a goal, it really goes back to the power of visualization. Even if someone is not ready to achieve it, or maybe they feel like, or they're unsure if they're ready to achieve it. The first thing I always recommend is to visualize it. What exactly, if you can close your eyes, what is at the end of success? What is the light at the end of the tunnel that you're trying to get to and that you're trying to achieve? And if you can see it and you can dream it, you can do it. And that's always um, my philosophy. And that is a big pillar of how I live my life and how I run my business. I love that story. I think it's very cool that you have, I had obviously never heard that story before that you have this very personal connection as to what visualization and being like really specific about what you want has done for you in the past and what it's manifested to now. And I almost can kind of relate it to what we were talking about earlier where we started the podcast where I was saying like, okay, I kind of fear bigger cities simply because I've never lived in one before, right? I don't live my daily life navigating a big city with lots of traffic and lots of people. So the thought of it is a little bit a lot (laughs) for me, right? But if I would have gone to bigger cities multiple times over and over again, or if I were to think through in my head, like, okay, if this, if this fear happens, like, how am I going to handle it? Right. You know, how am I going to be prepared? It's kind of like the more we can prep ourselves for a situation or the more that we can coach our mindset to better fit or align with a certain situation, the better off we're going to be. Is that kind of along the lines of what you're saying? Yes, 100%. So it's really training and redirecting your brain to be more comfortable with something that's very uncomfortable. So whether it be like like the big cities, for example, if you're training your brain, um, a lot. Uh, one thing that I actually do, which goes along with this conversation really well, is this is super crazy, but one of my phobias is going somewhere I've never been before. Yeah. And It's so bizarre because I'm overcoming this fear like more and more and more. 
um, with every year when I'm forced to be put in situations where I'm going to a new place. So one thing that I really like doing, and I do this almost everywhere, is I look at the agenda or I look at my itinerary of what I'm going to be doing that day. And I go through and I go to Google Earth and I look at the building. I look at the sidewalks. I look at the surrounding streets. I look at where I'm going to park, where I'm going to walk into, um, what are the different entrances to the building? Because I'm already retraining my brain to being comfortable in a situation that might be uncomfortable. Um, And that's something that is just a small tip of the iceberg of something that I do to put that visualization into action. So this way, when the time comes, it doesn't seem as scary. So one thing that me and my fiance, Justin, have been doing is we've been looking at houses. So over the next year to year and a half or so, we plan to um, be homeowners. And it's so funny because we always have this specific um, budget or amount of money or amount of investment in mind that we would feel comfortable um, purchasing a home with. And almost every week, we're sending each other pictures of houses that are fifty dollars to $100,000 beyond that number. <laughs> and it's funny, like, I always, like, we give each other, like, a look every time we, like, open up. Um, open up our phones and like see like a Zillow posting or a realtor posting. Um, and it's like well beyond those means. And when you're looking through these houses and you're looking at these pictures, the visualization becomes so real. Right. So it was funny. He sent me one last night and I was looking through it. Um, and I cut and I walk into the bedroom um, and I was like, oh, I got your text of that, uh, of that house. I was like, oh, so did you want a house with a pool or no pool? Um, so just like asking these questions that are like right now imaginary and right now like are so far out of reach, but I'm training my brain for them to be something that is comfortable and something that is attainable. And I really, really feel like that visualization plays such a crucial role in getting someone to their goals and believing that they can actually get there. Yeah. And I think the coolest thing about this situation or really any kind of coaching idea or coaching tactic is it's really a transferable skill, meaning that you could do this practice with something really big in life, like buying a house or like getting married. Like, what is it going to feel like to be married? Like, what is it going to look like? Right. And then you can also kind of translate this question or this practice of visualization to a health goal of getting to where you want to be of, you know, eating more intuitively, like whatever your health goal may be, the more that you can become familiar with it in your own brain, the more that, and not only are you able to achieve it, but in my opinion, the more that you subconsciously start to act like that version of you or that person with those habits, qualities, characteristics that maybe has attained that goal or maybe lives in that house. And then every single day, the habits that you engage in and how you talk to yourself, kind of the energy in a way elevates so that you become that version. Because I'm pretty sure I heard this on another podcast, but it's like what you do every single day is what you get, right? So I love this side of the conversation. I'm kind of wondering, um, cause you were talking about, obviously you thought about this from a young age and you had your business cards and this was something that you visualized long before it even really happened. So something that I think a lot of people fall into that may be more on the negative side of things is 
clinging to a goal or something that they had for themselves at one point, but maybe now it's not really serving them as much. So for example, if you were to have set your business mission to be something about nutrition that maybe now you don't really agree as much with, but like in your brain, but that's what I've always imagined. And that's what I've always wanted. So I'm curious, like how you would coach someone through figuring out if what they've been visualizing is actually what they want right now, or if what they have been visualizing is maybe what a past version of them wants and they're holding on to it because they've poured so much time, thought, and energy into it. Like, How do you determine if what you're visualizing still applies to where you want to go? Does that make sense? No, that makes perfect sense. And you bring up a really great point with that. And I actually do see this in myself and in my business because when I originally started my business, I actually don't know if you know this, but my business was in person. Okay. So, yeah. So it was actually in person and I would see clients in my home. And it wasn't until I did a lot of soul searching and I did a lot of reassessment of my goals where I decided to move my practice um, 100% virtual. And that just really worked with me. It worked with my schedule. I wasn't feeling like I was always um, always behind the, behind the ball with everything. And it made things a lot more streamlined and a lot easier. So what I would say to someone who feels like they might have a goal in mind that they no longer want or a goal that is no longer serving them, I really always tell this to my clients. I have them take a look at their why. Even if they've been working with me halfway through and they feel like their goals have changed, I always have them reassess their why and rewrite it out to me. Why are they doing this? What is the end goal that they want to achieve? A lot of the times um, I might have clients come to me with a goal that is aesthetic And halfway through working with me, they feel like the goal isn't aesthetic anymore. It's how they feel Mm -hmm. and how their moods are and how their energy is when they wake up in the morning, when they're at the gym. And a lot of the time we need to make sure that we're checking in with ourselves and we're having that self-awareness to discover our why and to keep reassessing what our goals are and why we're putting all of this effort into a goal of what we're trying to attain. Right. I love that. And it's kind of like that reassessment process, because I think something that I talk about a lot to my clients and my approach, obviously we talk about like, how the heck can I navigate being gentle with myself when I have these big ambitions, right? Like me, it's something that I struggle with all the time. It's like, I preach this gentle message. And then sometimes when I like have those moments of self-awareness when I'm checking back in with myself and like what I did today and how I spoke to myself, mostly related to my business, I was like, you're not doing what you preach, Claire. Like you're not aligning with what you tell your clients to visualize. So something that I find that's really important kind of going along with reassessing and readdressing, it's kind of figuring out how you're going to attach to those goals, how you're going to anchor to them, but kind of hold on to them with an open hand in a way, right? Because it's kind of like the analogy with sand. You may have heard of it. I don't, I don't, do you live near the shore at all? Is that like not a thing? Um, no, I don't. No, okay. <laughs> but tell it. I love the beach. I've been to it plenty of times. Okay. You, you've been, to, before we uh, started recording, I was like, so I know you're in Jersey, but I don't really have a good geographic representation. Like, what are you close to? And she didn't say the beach. So I don't know why I asked. But anyways, if you go to the beach and you pick up sand, like the tighter you hold on to it and you're like clenching with these really tight fists and it's like, I have to hold on to the sand, right? The more sand you're going to lose. 
Mm-hmm. But then kind of the more that you can release grip, the more you realize like, oh my gosh, I can actually hold on to more and handle more if I'm just a little bit more gentle. So I think the thing kind of applies to goals. It's like, sure, it's great to have an idea of where you want to go and kind of latch on to that. But throughout the process, kind of us- using this checking back in with yourself or this reassessment process to see, am I clinging on to something with too tight of a grip that's actually making me lose sight of what I actually want? Or am I walking through this process with open enough hands, if you will? Am I loving with an open hand, as I like to say, in that I see my end goal, I can visualize it, but I'm also not closing myself off to things along the way that I may realize that I actually want more. Like for example, your client that you said had an aesthetic goal, like maybe she came into it with that being her main anchoring point, but because she didn't cling to that so fiercely, she realized like, but I actually have noticed all of these other things that maybe now I prioritize more. Um, so that's really cool. And I love that you see that one question that I have is if someone is listening and they're like, Oh, cool. Okay, cool. Like visualize, check, like reassess, check, like, but they don't exactly know how to get there. So like the steps before visualization, if you will, um, what kind of steps in your mind would you walk someone through to help them find whatever they need to visualize or to help them manifest those goals into a place where they can actually start to dream about it? If that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And the first thing that I would say is to work backwards. So this goal and this big dream, this overarching result that you want to achieve, that's great. But if we just look at the if we just look at the end goal and just like you said, if we just look at really um the finish line, you're going to lose sight of your focus. And so that's why I always recommend working backwards breaking it up into small actionable steps that will act like a foundation of bricks building on top of a house um, to create something much bigger. And it's one day at a time. It is one step at a time. So definitely working backwards. So one um, action or activity that I have done with some of my clients before is I do this with clients that feel like their end goal is the only thing that is in the forefront of their mind. And I can see it and I can feel it when they speak to me that they're losing focus and that they're losing sight of what they can achieve today, what they can achieve tomorrow, what they can achieve this weekend, because they're too focused and they're too attached to the end goal. And a lot of the time, I have a lot of clients that I work with where that end goal is a number on the scale. And rather than the number on the scale being something that we should be so attached to, I work backwards and I break it up into a goal. What is something we can work on this month? What is something we can work on this week? What is something we can work on tonight? And in the past, I've, have, I've had clients um, where I've drawn this chart and I've given it to them and I have them in front of me right out. What is something we can do tonight? Like after we talk, after we get off the phone, what can I do right now? What is realistic for me to do tomorrow? What is something realistic for me to do this week or this weekend? So rather than just focusing on the end goal, breaking it up into short-term goals and short-term steps is what's really going to lay the foundation for where someone needs to go. Yeah. And I think when you do that, it almost makes it a little bit less 
overwhelming because it's like, okay, I have this idea of where I want to go, but like, I don't need to be so overwhelmed by, oh my God, how am I going to get there? How long is it going to take, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, okay, the only thing I really have control over is what I do today. And if I can focus on that and making that, you know, the best version of me or showing up like the best version of me for all those little micro goals, that's going to be the best place to go. I even kind of do this sometimes throughout my day when it comes to scheduling. So like I almost view everything in my day as like mini goals, right? Not in a way that, you know, part of my personality and I've taken, I forget what the exact personality test is. Um, I took it for my dietetic internship, but one of, I think every dietitian has it is the achiever, right? It's like, I want to achieve all of the things. And like, that's what we're, I'm like moving my arms around. <laughs> Does, does achiever stand for, is that what type A stands for? <laughs> type A <laughs> type achiever. I don't, it should be that way, right? It type. I mean, and I think a lot of dietitians, I don't mean to, this is like a blanket statement. I don't mean to put everyone into a box, but like many people in this field, simply because of like all of the science that is involved and all the intricacies of applications and like getting through all of the little boxes that you have to check to get your credential. It is a very regimented process and many people are type A, goal-driven, um, oriented people. But one thing for me is big. I really had to loosen up my reins on this, as you can tell, but I almost view my days as like miniature goals. So it's like, okay, tonight, and I work backwards. Exactly like you said, it's like tonight, I know I want to be in bed by 10 PM. So let me work backwards and say, well, what do I have to have finished by 9 PM? Okay. In order to do that, what do I have to do by dinner? So it's kind of really working back and prioritizing my day based on where I want to end up, which is like in the bed snuggling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so very cool. Um, I want to be respectful of your time here. Um, but I really want to thank you for the stories and like the real life examples of what it means for your clients, but also you and your personal life and your business and allow me to say, I don't know what high school you went to, but it sounds like a cool high school. You should write them a letter and be like, keep doing you. Because if my high school would have taught me nutrition classes, man, that would have set me up even more. Yeah. And my high school actually reached out to me. I want to say it was about a year or a year and a half ago where I went to, I think it was almost like a alumni day where you got to talk about how you furthered your career from the classes you took at that high school. Um, it was called the Union County Academy of Allied Health Sciences. And um, so I went back and I talked to them about how I was a dietitian. And yeah, it was def it definitely laid the foundation of um, all of that science and all of that passion for nutrition that grew even further after I graduated. Yeah, that's very cool. It just goes to show like, no matter how much you like air quotes here, know someone on social media, or, like I've even met you in person, but like every time you have a conversation with someone and you're able to connect and like ask them more questions, you're always going to figure out more about their life, which is like, makes you even more of a cool human. So thank you so much for your time today and being here on the podcast. Before we wrap up, I have two final questions, just like yeah. I know that you have final questions, but the first one is a little bit more like logistic logistical, logistically oriented. I don't really know what the correct word is there, but if anyone is hearing you speak, they're like, this girl's on fire. I need to visualize like Joe visualizes. How can they find you where you hang out and say your podcast one more time so they don't forget? <laughs> so my podcast can be found on iTunes and it is called the Nutrition and Ambition Podcast. And then the main social media outlet that I hang out on is Instagram. 
and they can find me at Joe's Foods. That's it. And that is also the name of my business. You are killing it with like the alliteration and the things that rhyme. I remember the first time I saw your podcast, like nutrition and ambition. I was like, ain't nobody going to forget that. (laughs) (laughs) I am so, I'm like me and Claire, we share a love for puns and, and I love things that rhyme. So we definitely are on the same wavelength there. Anything that rolls off the tongue. I'm about it, man. Um, Okay. So final question here is, you know, very well at this point that my message is living gently. And a lot of the things that we talked about today, how do we live life with not such a tight gripped mentality, right? How do we make it through life having our goals, but not beating ourselves up along the way for every little thing that may not go to the extent that we planned it, right? So my question for you is what daily practices tips, activities do you implement that allows you to live a life that is a little bit more gentle with yourself? So I love this question and I really didn't even know about the world of self-care. So I would say my top two would be self-care and self-development. So, and kind of breaking them down into two different segments, self-care as in actually putting time energy and money into yourself. A lot of the time, especially, especially with women, they feel uncomfortable or they feel that they need to be validated if they're spending money on themselves or spending too much time on themselves. And this can truly take away from um, the big picture of someone living their best life. So definitely focusing on that self-care, putting time aside to do things you enjoy Um, to give yourself a mental break so this way you don't experience burnout. And then on the flip side with self-development, investing in yourself. If you feel like you need a nutrition coach, if you need a financial coach, if you need a life coach, some area or aspect of your life that you feel like you can improve but you can't tackle on your own to go out and get the help that you need, Um, it's not as scary or daunting as it might seem. But in addition, if someone, maybe they're not ready to invest in themselves or they're not ready to uh, financially be at the point where they can do that, in the interim, I would definitely recommend going ahead and tackling all the free resources that you can get, podcasts, webinars, Facebook communities, Instagram, books. Um, The list goes on of a lot of free or very inexpensive resources that someone can use to develop themselves, develop their mind and improve their life. I couldn't agree with that more. Um, I think something that you would definitely believe in and agree with me here with is that the most important tool that you have and the really, the thing that you really have to keep sharp is your mind and your mental attitude and things like self-care and self-development are really two big categories that I see at least that you invest time and maybe at some points money into, and sure, that may be scary at first that, oh my God, I'm spending so much time on myself or I'm spending so much money on myself. But in the end, that investment will really come back tenfold, not only in your mindset and your attitude, but also in more tactical things like your business or maybe your personal life or your finances or anything like that. So couldn't agree with those more. Thank you so much again, Joe, for coming on the show. Oh, that rhymed. There we go. Thanks, Joe, for coming on. <laughs> Thanks, Joe, for coming on the show. Um, If anyone wants to find Joe on social media, find her podcast, you know where to find it. All of it will be linked in the show notes. Well, 
it'll be in the show notes. I won't say linked because sometimes I'm not fancy enough to get it to show up in linked form, but you can find it in the show notes. And until next time on the Yours Truly podcast, yours truly, Joe and Claire. (laughs) Hey there. Yep. It's me again. You guessed it. Wanted to congratulate you. Give that virtual pat on your back for making it to the end of episode 30. If you're here, I want to thank you not only for making it to the end, but also for showing your support for the Yours Truly podcast by coming back week after week. If you haven't done so yet, please don't hesitate to leave a five-star rating and a review to help the podcast grow so we can continue sharing this message with other people who need to hear it. You can easily share this message by screen shotting the podcast and then putting it on whatever social media platform you use, tagging myself and even tagging Joe. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can easily share this episode via text, email, any type of communication by hitting the three little dots in the bottom right-hand corner of your screen and pressing share. Again, I am so grateful for you, my friend, and I will see you back here next week.